0: Well, to use a 15-year-old internet meme, the number of charges against Donald Trump is now more than 9,000 and, uh, and growing. And, um, and this brings up an interesting question. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. And guys, the question doesn't particularly uh, apply to Donald Trump. It's a, it's a real problem. And the, and the question is this. If if the charges against Donald Trump had been brought by the Supreme Court or something, uh, you know, then I would think, well, this is fairly serious. But when you think about the total number of DAs that are in the country and how and how local and how small they are, we are we have developed a system now where the smallest player can throw a wrench into. The entire operation of the U.S. government. Some judge somewhere can issue a stay against something that's been passed by Congress, and we're just crippled by this until we find out what you know what Ebenezer wants for his for his uh, for his um, release the country from his judicial um, statements. So that's what I'm really interested in, guys. It, I think if you want to look at the case of Donald Trump, Steve. I'm, I'm in favor of, of, of abiding by the law, obviously. I'd, I'd like the presidential candidates to be lawful people. And, and I'd like that to apply equally to both parties. But one of the things that is the strongest evidence to me of Donald Trump's, uh, if not his innocence, then certainly his lack of you know, significant guilt, is how, how far down the ladder you have to go to find a prosecutor willing to press charges this is a powerful argument you know in anything is where what level is your opposition stooping to are if if their entire credentials are from a guy who wrote a paper once you know when he was in college it doesn't throw a whole lot of weight so what do we do
1: about this what uh, what's interesting here what is, what is her name the, uh, the the Fulton County it's Fulton Fanny County Fanny Willis is in, right Th- Fanny Willis I'm sorry Fanny Willis thank you um, corrupt as hell, by the way. I think you've read the thing that she's she hired her married yep. boyfriend and uh, just, wow, she's got to go. Uh, there's something n- known in legal terms as judge shopping. You know, you, you, you look for the friendliest judge for, for your particular case, whether you're the prosecutor mm-hmm. or, or the attorney. And in this case, we've got DA shopping and the shopping seems to have been done by the Biden White House. Who apparently has been in cahoots with uh this this da in 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 fulton county uh coordinating how they're gonna go after joe biden's political rifle holy crap that's happening in this country bill Um, and the thing is i don't know what the solution is i don't even know if there is a solution because this didn't used to be a problem because we had a at least some sembl- semblance of care for the health of the republic. You didn't go and do this kind of thing because it yeah, was didn't bad smash it for to Adams just because Sure, yeah. maybe you'll lose an election and that'll hurt. But there are things more important than what happens every other or every fourth November, and that is the health of the Republic. And there used to be some damn concern for that kind of thing, and now that's all out the window. We are at the raid the Treasury point of the decline of this republic where nothing matters more than the next election because the next election could be your last chance to suck another trillion or two dollars out of the treasury before the whole thing comes crashing down and and bill I'm not sure there's a solution for that. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a solution-oriented guy. I want to see the bright side. I want to say, hey, if we can do this one thing or this this set of things, we can solve this problem. But other than having this whole mess crash down around our heads so that we can get some stronger, tougher, more moral, more ethical people with some real concern for this country, um, I'm afraid that's, that's it. That's all I got for you yep. today.
0: Yep, yep. And Steve, the first time I was aware they've been going on for quite a while, but the first time I became like consciously aware that, that there were people who were ready to destroy the country in order to get what they wanted right now was when Harry Reid, uh, uh, pulled the nuclear option to get a vote that he needed and threw away 150 years of, of, of gentleman agreement that made the, the country run more smoothly and 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 so on he yeah. just he just just threw it and, away and harry Reid is so,
1: the same guy who's who said uh, mitt romney never paid any taxes and which was a total mm-hmm. lie and after after the election he was called on it and his response was well it worked didn't it yep yep those kind of
0: people uh, representing rebellion. free people will will take away your freedom um scott so here so here's the issue I, you, you know more about the Constitution than anybody I've ever met, but to me, the document is, is is quasi-divine. It's just astonishing, astonishing how much genius is in that document. And and every time I see a problem, I think, oh, there's something that the Constitution missed, and then I realize no, it was the Constitution got it right. It's just we weren't listening or we were doing the Commerce Clause kind of shenanigans or all the rest of it. But it seems to me that even on a state and local level, that a great deal of, of genuine harm is being done by, um, by prosecutor, uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking Prosecutorial for? Prosecutorial um, discretion. Where the prosecu- Thank you very much, yes. That this is in fact a problem where if it turns out that you have a prosecutor who is biased one way, he can simply choose not to press criminal charges against people for whom there is voluminous evidence, and likewise can press criminal charges against people who don't have an awful lot of evidence and basically do what we're seeing now, which is just keep throwing mud in, in that direction. And it's not like Donald Trump is gonna break through this, like uh, there's gonna be a snap when he cuts the Gordian knot. It's like he's, it's like washing a guy pushing through like water hyacinth or something in a canal. You know, he's just, he's just moving all of this crud slowly out of the way. And um, what do we do about that? It seems to me that prosecutors should not have any discretion about whether or not they wanna enforce the law.
2: Actually, they have to unless we want such a swarming army of prosecutors that we can cover everything that they could that could possibly be prosecuted. The problem here, I don't think, is prosecutorial discretion. And in fact, in most exercises of that discretion, prosecutors are looking for cases they can win. Um, This is the most common complaint across the country, because when you run for district attorney um, in a local um, area, you are trying to show people that you're effective and so a lot of ads for people who are running for attorney general or district attorney or whatever will will emphasize how successful they've been at prosecuting criminals. And so basically you don't wanna take on a case uh, that you might lose because it'll make you look bad. However, there's another level of complication here when it comes to people who should be motivated strictly by enforcement of the law who are also tied in to political organizations. And so these people who are running for district attorney, for example, have to be linked up pretty closely with local political operations. That means that they know all the other people that are running for office, and sometimes they are are receiving funds from the guy who's running from Congress locally or from a PAC that's run by somebody in the area. And so they become beholden to people in their party. Now, to me, this flies in the face of everything you would hope for with, you know, the old the old justice being blind kind of thing where, you know, justice is blind, except when occasionally she peeks from under the blindfold to make sure that she's not hurting one of her own party. And, and that, mm-hmm. I think, really becomes troublesome. Now, I don't think there's an easy solution to it because alternatives seem even worse. You just you say, well, somebody's got to appoint that person. We don't want to elect that person or you can't run for office nominally as part of a party. Well, you know, at the beginning, at the founding of the Republic, there weren't really political parties, but they quickly it quickly became evident who was in which party. And in a few years, the parties had names and everybody was, you know, it was out in the opening uh, at that point. So it is, um, it, on the one hand, we as Republicans generally believe, and, and when I say I'm a Republican, I'm actually not a registered Republican. Uh, I don't feel a connection to the Republican Party. I feel a connection to Republican principles. So as a Republican, uh, we say local control is good. In fact, push, uh, push decisions down as close to the local level as you can. However, when decisions made at the local level can change the face of national events, then that becomes a different issue. If something that Fannie Willis does in Fulton County can affect... Uh, the the who sits in the White House, um, the course of history, yeah, the yeah. course of history in a sense. Then you have uh, different factors, and indeed, uh, Fannie is is called as a witness in the uh, the attorney's divorce trial. The attorney she hired to assist her, uh, she has said nothing about the relationship with this attorney that she hired. Uh, however, she did say that she hired three attorneys. She spoke at, uh, at I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Mother Emanuel Church or one of the local um, AME churches. Anyway, she said uh, she hired three people. She paid them all the same, not entirely true. She actually paid them slightly differently. <laughs> but anyway, she said, well, look who they go after. They go after the black man. And so she's turning this into a racial thing when it really may be mm-hmm. an, an infidelity thing, which leads to an untrustworthiness thing, which leads to a corruption thing, you know, which leads to other questions that should come up. But uh, I, I don't know that there's any easy solution to this other than for the people who are pushing these massive waves of prosecution against Donald Trump to realize that not only are they quite likely to fail in court, but they're also, and I'm not saying he didn't do anything wrong. In fact, I believe that Donald Trump did a lot of wrong things that he's being accused of. <laughs> um, but they're not they're not likely to succeed in court, and they are likely to gin up support for his presidential candidacy. So they're going to lose on both sides of it and look dirty in the process.
0: Yeah. You, you know, I think I, think I got a, a better handle on what this problem is when you said that um, a DA who's running for election or re-election uh, doesn't want to take a case that he can't win because if he loses he'll look bad. But I think in this particular case this woman knows that if she loses she looks yeah. good. She's she's looking good one way or another. It doesn't matter whether she wins or not. She's the one who's who's apparently stopping the you know the Nazi overthrow of of all of our principles and all the rest of this garbage that they're throwing out there. So on some level it seems to me like and Scott was kind of playing around with this. It seems to me like if you have to go down that far on the judicial system, that local, to find somebody willing to do this, then it seems like on some level they should not have the jurisdiction to have a a a, a, a state a, a judgment that affects national politics. It seems to me and we've seen, and again, it's not just Trump. How many times have we seen legislation or something that Republicans like or conservatives like, and then the Ninth District Court just throws it out, and now we're stuck. And now we have to sit here and wait until this communist, who's uh, you know, you know, lives in San Francisco or something, uh, decides to to allow the country to function again the way it was supposed to. Um, the the good news, as you say, is that. Is that the more of this they do the more donald trump's numbers go up because i think it is an example to people uh who not only not republicans or not trump fans i think it's an example to anybody's got their eyes open that if you have to go this far down the, the the branches of the tree to find somebody to bring this level of evidence then you and if you can do this to a former president of the united states who's a billionaire then what kind of a defense are you gonna have? For example, one of the the, the fraud charges in New York the one of the liberal um, news stations but I, I don't mean to be you know redundant <laughs> um, basically said uh, they brought a guy on who was a, a real estate dealer in New York and he was an anti-trump guy and and they asked him about these charges about fraud because you know apparently Trump oversold uh, you know what what the value of this thing was and this guy just gets on camera and says, that that's that's real estate if if you're making it illegal to oversell what you've got you have no real estate market everybody does it he said of course you have to do it of course when you're trying to sell something you're going to list all of the benefits and minimize the um the the uh the downside and when somebody comes out with that kind of common sense statement it makes you realize that this thing is in fact a, a genuine political witch hunt it is lawfare against the american people in order to deprive them of their choice of who they want to vote for president and the fact that it's not working the fact that the more of this they do the higher donald trump's numbers become the better i feel about the future of the country because many people are looking at this and saying this isn't about donald trump anymore it's not even about the presidency anymore it's about whether or not. I, as an American citizen, are, am going to be allowed to make a choice that I want to make based on information that is reasonably accurate, and we know the information slanted, and now it looks like your ability to make a choice is slanted, and if it turns out that this continues and Trump's numbers keep going up, we might be in for a tectonic shift in, um, in the uh, names and addresses of people who are actually employed by the U.S. uh, federal government and, and maybe some other places too. And long overdue, I say. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time on Right Angle.